0: The B78 Coaching Podcast takes a quick dive into the lives of athletes at all levels. Short and sweet, the goal is to help you troubleshoot some of the common issues and questions around training in a time-efficient manner. Check out our YouTube channel, B78 Coaching, to see a recorded version. Here we go. Welcome to the B78 Podcast Uh, Today on the show, we have Chris Brumwell from the beautiful city of Vancouver. Uh, Chris is an awesome guy, Um, father of three. I think I said father of two when I was doing my research, and I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot one of them. And uh, He's a a, a PR and sports enthusiast, uh, an Ironman 70.3 finisher. And PR to me means personal record, but I think in your world, it actually means something different.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Public relations. Public
0: relations. Exactly. I, I did know that, but I, uh, I, in my brain, it's like, Oh, personal record enthusiast. I'm one of those too. Yeah. I always like getting personal records. So anyway, Chris, uh, tell me a little bit about, uh, what's driving you these days. What's, what's the goal if, if the races were going, what would be the goal?
1: Uh, the big goal this year, assuming everything, uh, is able to, um, I guess, go through would be the Ironman Canada race in Penticton. That would be the big one. Yeah. That would be my first, um, full distance Ironman. And, uh, so I've been working towards that, but obviously, uh, we're all kind of dealing with a different world right now. So we'll just see how it goes.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm eternally the, the optimist for that race happening at the end of August my fingers are crossed but we we seem to have rolling cancellations here so who knows but yeah hopefully yeah. it'll go and what are uh I mean you know like like everybody I I know you're dealing with the ups and downs of of training and and life and so what's what's sort of what's the tricky thing right now that you're dealing with
1: um I think probably as a overall just the uncertainty of life right now mm-hmm. um and so i'm probably like a lot of people where you kind of have ups and downs of motivation during the day or during the week um but uh and then obviously like everybody nobody can really swim right now either and that's an area that i um it's probably the weakest of the three mm-hmm. uh which it's also probably like many age groupers out there so um, that's something that i that i you know fortunate to be able to work with uh, Kylie and and your group on those uh, those weekly calls to keep those exercises going and and uh keep focused
0: yeah totally i i think the uncertainty right now is really tough for people i know you know lots of people uh probably having the roller coaster ride of motivation you know yeah. do i keep doing this thing you know what's the point if there's no finish line or start line that i'm getting ready for you know thankfully some of them are still effectively a go until they're not. So that's helpful. Uh, But even the intermediary steps, you know, like if you had a half Ironman that you were going to do en route or some shorter races that are likely canceled, that can be challenging. And I think, you know, it's, it's hard in times like that when the target you're aiming for has been taken away because then you feel a bit aimless. Yeah. And you know, I think the biggest thing I've been trying to convey to people is that First, first of all, there's still like a real deep purpose to the training. And if you can bring that same intent that you have, if there is, you know, a a start line you're getting ready for, if you can bring that same intent, even without that start line, it's really important. It's harder because the objective's not as clear, but the training itself can still be very targeted and on track. Um, And, you know, hopefully Kylie's sort of getting you in the right place, in the right mindset for that yeah Um, the other thing that i think is really really important to consider is that you know we as humans we're typically internally or externally motivated and these situations when our external motivators are taken away from us so the start line the finish line with the medal and your family cheering those are all kind of external motivators so you have to really check in and think like you know how can i find internal motivation for this thing like what are the internal drivers that are really going to help me get through this patch where things are a little bit uncertain. And I know for me, it was always, you know, things like just trying to be better, just trying to see how good I could be for the sake of itself, like for the sake of just getting better at something without any measurable outcome to go with it. Just like trying to get better at those specific sports. And the other big driver I think for people right now can just, simply be to feel better. Like it does give you a reason to kind of get up in the morning and start your day with some physical exertion, which is just helpful for your mindset. So I think, you know, there's a couple things that you can tap into that aren't necessarily, you know, finish line or finishing metal kind of driven that are, that are helpful for sure. And
1: And, I and I, I find that too, Jazzy, like, um, it gives me balance in my, mm. in an uncertain kind of environment right now. So, um, you know, with training peaks, I'm, a, I'm one of those people that gets addicted to the green boxes Yeah, <laughs> okay. and which is a, it can be a, a bit of a, an issue actually, but, um, that the accountability remains, which is good. And then just that, that balance that we all need. Right. And, and, uh, being able to, to participate every day and in, in the exercises and training um especially if you get up early and get them done it makes you it sets you up so much better for the day i personally anyway
0: oh totally like my you know i'm not i, I haven't been getting ready for a particular event for probably six or seven years now but i know if i start my day even with just a 30 minute run it's, it doesn't even have a pace goal or a distance goal or anything like I just feel better yeah feel better and it sets me up to kind of I'm first of all I'm way more productive but my that's one thing productivity but the other thing is just my whole outlook on life changes you know the way I deal with the kids changes the way I feel about myself changes there's just so much value in kind of just physically exerting yourself a little bit at the start of the day for
1: sure 100%
0: So you mentioned, uh, you know, a a couple other things that one thing that you're dealing with an injury right now, which has been challenging, I think, hey?
1: Yeah, um, I'm dealing with uh, a a bit of a knee. Uh, I think it's tendonitis in my right knee and um, kind of been dealing with it uh, since probably August or so off and on. and, And it just I can never seem to get over the hump. Mm-hmm. and um, it's the uh, I think the put the push and pull of you know maybe the smart thing is some rest mm-hmm. um, but there's always that that pull of the green box <laughs> yes on, on, and yes. making sure that you're keeping up with your training and you don't want to fall behind, but you mm-hmm. know the smart thing probably is a bit more rest and and so um, just that's kind of something I've never really you know, had a, an injury before, as I've done the triathlon training. And mm-hmm. so it's been a new experience trying to figure out the right path and the right advice and, and when to, when to push and when maybe to, to really dial it back.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's so much to say around, you know, the injuries and, and what to do about them. First and foremost, they're like super challenging. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're the best athlete in the world or a beginner injuries are really challenging because there's never really a set timeline. So that's tough. Like there's no, it's not like you get an injury and then you find that you're like three weeks from now it'll be a hundred percent gone. You know, typically if we get, if we get a cold or we get sick or something, there's a little bit more clear timelines cause we know how the immune system kicks in and deals with it. And then we kind of get rid of it. But injuries can be a little unpredictable. And you said this one's been going on for quite a while that's a long timeline to have uncertainty every time you get on the bike or you run. So I I think the, the way to deal with it, a couple things. The first is that as clear a diagnosis as you can get is always helpful. And I'm assuming you've probably, you know, sought out the advice of the right people probably like to death. Who have you seen?
1: Yeah. Well, I, I've seen, um, a few, uh, physios and and doctors who have, uh, it hasn't been, um, blatantly obvious, I guess. It's been a kind of a funny one. Mm -hmm. Um, there's no structural issues or anything like that. So their, their advice is to, you know, they give you a set of, uh, um, you know, exercises or this or that to work on, which are all good. Um, but I haven't just had like the running has really just been the issue. It doesn't hurt on the bike. Okay. Obviously, the swim is fine. Um, you know the, you know strength training. Nothing is is really an issue, and it doesn't ever hurt during. So if I went for a run right now, it'd probably feel fantastic. Right. And then I wake up tomorrow morning and it's stiff and I'm like, oh man, I got another. What's going on here? So, um, you know the 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 pandemic actually and the cancellation or postponement of the Victoria race. I just you know thought okay I just try like let's try dialing it way back here on the running and just keep the aerobic fitness and the, the strength going through bike and, and other things. So Kylie and I have been working on that.
0: Yeah. And have you found, has it improved? Like you're basically taking out the part of the training that is actually aggravating it.
1: Yeah, it seems to be, it seems yeah. to be. And So I, I just want to make sure I do it long enough where when I start to ease back into running, I just, I don't do it because. I just want to make sure it's good, you know, yeah. as best I can anyhow.
0: Yeah. You know, a so, couple of things, couple things I've got out. Oh, so yeah. a
1: couple around. So,
0: Yeah. A couple things jump out at me. If no, you go, see, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. If you, I think we're on a bit of a delay here with the, with the, the wifi. That's cool. Um, yeah. Like, first of all, depending on who you see for a certain injury, like if you see a Cairo or a massage or a physio or whoever, they're, they're usually going to see the uh, injury from their perspective, like from their education. So I always find you might get multiple diagnoses for the same thing, which isn't a bad thing. You're just getting different opinions. Um, you kind of have to see which one, like which set of advice is going to be the most helpful. Um, sometimes, you know, this advice won't really help, but this, this advice does help. So sometimes you have to navigate that a little bit, which is challenging. Um, And then, but the other thing that I realized after two decades of racing was that ultimately rest was usually the thing that solved it. (laughs) Like we get into these cycles of, uh, you know, over treating the thing because you'd be so anxious to get back that you'd be seeing, you know, multiple practitioners, which is probably not best course of action probably best just to stick with one and and give it a whirl but we would just be so frantically like anxious to get back we would see a hundred people about the same thing and over treat over treat over treat and you're probably just aggravating it more and more and then ultimately i learned this the hard way every single time it's like i never actually learned the lesson but if i just let it rest and sometimes it needed more rest than I wanted to give it because I just wanted to get back out there, but usually rest was the thing that solved it. And maybe during this crazy time where we're sort of forced to dial back and the races are canceled, you're, you're actually experiencing that, which is a good thing.
1: Yeah, no, I think it uh, it could help. I mean, it's for, you know, as you know, living in BC, the weather, has been absolutely spectacular. So the running would be nice, but, uh, I just, uh, I'm going to try, try some rest, some old fashioned rest and see if this actually might do it.
0: Yeah. And you should, and now, you know, we're kind of getting to the point of you got nothing to lose by resting it more. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing between, there's probably not going to be anything between now and Ironman. So you might as well give it all the time it needs. Yeah. You'll be surprised at how quickly your run fitness comes back. So I don't think you need to worry about that. And also know that there's a lot of crossover fitness that happens. Like your heart and lungs don't know the difference between biking, running, cross-country skiing. Muscle specificity is a different thing. Like, of course, muscularly, you're gonna have to readapt and get fit. But heart and lungs are still getting a workout. And if you can lean a little bit more on your bike volume, get a little bit stronger there, you're not gonna lose as much as you might think you're gonna lose. Yeah. So, so give it the time. And then the, the other bit of advice I'd give you is to make sure that when you go back, you're hopefully taking care of the, the reason the problem flared up in the first place. So it might be running shoe selection. It might be the terrain you're running on. It might be, I don't know. There might be some things that you can do that, you know, you don't want to get three weeks into running and now you got the same issue after yeah. you got back there might be something that you need to fix that will actually help you get it back. And again, I don't have the answer to that because I'm not an expert in this specific injury, but it's worth investigating and maybe asking some of those experts that you've uh, sort of asked about it, you know, maybe collection yeah. or something can help for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And there's some, there's some weakness on my right side there. Yeah. Just, in the glute and the hamstring. And, and, uh, so I, I think I feel like we've got a pretty good idea of exactly what's causing it, but, um, it's just a matter of sticking with it and keeping up with the exercises and resting and just being smart.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, I would encourage you just like, if you feel, once you feel like it's a hundred percent, like a hundred percent, like give it another week. Right. Don't get to a hundred percent and be like, I'm all in again. Like yeah. give it longer than it needs to. Cause there's no rush. Right. Yeah. For sure. Um, okay. Second issue swim anxiety for age groupers. Yeah. That's a common one. Do you get that? You get worked up? Well,
1: uh, yeah. I mean, um, I'm sure I'm not, I know I'm, there's a long list of people that feel the same way, but when I started this, like, I, I you know, th- whatever it's been, three years or so, um, I hadn't had any swimming lessons since I was probably eight years old. Like I wasn't, uh, blessed with a uh, previous experience in the pool. So, um, you know, I-, I think it all probably stemmed from breathing and not really, uh, you know, having the technique and the breathing consistency to, um, get it going and so, and then throwing yourself into black open water <laughs> in a washing machine full of a thousand other people can, uh, can get it going a bit. So um, I think it's, uh, I, I feel like I'm much, way better than I was when I, you know, my first race when I needed the help of a volunteer on a, on a uh, paddle board to kind of calm me down a bit when I had a bit of a panic attack. Um, but, uh, it's still something when, you know, you're standing there at the start line with, uh, you know, a thousand other people and wetsuits is still, still something mentally I work through carefully.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you, you know what, you're not alone. I mean, this is, I, there'd be a very high percentage of people that feel the same way. And I think a lot of triathletes don't necessarily come from a swim background. It sounds like you maybe had a little bit of a swim background, but not. Not too much. Not really. no. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a, there's a few, there's a, there's a few little strategies that I'm sure you're incorporating already. Uh, one is your start position. So, you know, if you know, you're going to get worked up in the middle of the group, like start on the side, you know, even if you sacrifice 30 seconds in an Ironman or something in the grand scheme of it, you know, it's, you're going to gain more by having less anxiety and losing that kind of mental energy by just picking a different start position. Uh, another really simple one, you mentioned breathing. I think that's a really big issue for people. When we get stressed, we usually hold our breath. Like we, we have all this tension and we kind of, we hold or we hyperventilate. Like we don't exhale properly. So, you know, when you get in the water, if you have a chance to warm up or not, like just focusing on making bubbles in the water, like go right back to earliest you know, stage of learning to swim when you're a little kid, one of the first things they teach you is to blow bubbles so that you learn how to exhale underwater. And we have to remember that as adults. And with that real anxious response, we get wetsuit on, cold weather, all of a sudden we're kind of holding our breath or not getting, clearing the CO2 from our system, which is ultimately makes you feel even more anxious. Yeah. Yeah. And another little trick you might consider is, I don't know what kind of goggles you wear, but sometimes people get feel really claustrophobic, but you can get goggles now that have like a huge amount of peripheral vision. And those can sometimes be helpful for people too, because they don't feel as boxed in. They don't feel like they're just being shoved like in a box. You know, you can get like, and sometimes they're a little bit bigger. They look a little goofy, but if they solve the anxiety part of it, that can be pretty helpful. So, okay. A couple little things. Yeah
1: those are good.
0: Yeah. And now rolling starts. I mean, a lot of these races are rolling starts. So y- y- there, there is a little bit more freedom in terms of when you get in the water You know, you don't, and, and you can spread out right away. So
1: Perhaps, yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. Anyway, uh, this has been great. I feel like we've solved all your problems. I'm ready to go. Just <laughs> need a race. That's right. <laughs> Um, thanks so much for coming on and, uh, sharing a couple of things that are you're, you're maybe struggling with or needed to troubleshoot. That's, I think lots of people are going to relate to that. And, uh, I really appreciate your time. Nice to see you on the screen.
1: Yeah. Thanks sir. thanks <laughs> for the invitation. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, you bet. You bet. And, uh, have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Chris.
1: Thank you.
0: Okay, man. See ya.